everybody. Welcome back to uh, a dicey experience. We are here for episode 13. Who's stoked? Who's ready? I am. Because I'm your boy Jason Sketch, here to DM this wonderful campaign known as The Fates. To my left is Stolen. Stolen, what are you playing for this evening? Tonight I am playing Crew Saipan, the warlock turtle, who is just happy that he's able to walk still. He's really out of breath. And uh, who, who's that standing there next to you, Stolen? It's my buddy, Meerkat. Hey, everybody. This is Meerkat playing Lucas, the handsome cleric. Awesome. Thank you, Meerkat. And Meerkat, um, who do you got there on your shoulders? Sean, what are you doing on my shoulders? <laughs> I don't think that's who he meant. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to be placed on his shoulders. <laughs> All right, fine. Standing next to Meerkat is... Uh, Captain Lafayette to you, according to Lucas's new companion, Frederican, the Herengon Rogue. Indeed, we have an incredible party of fates who have faced many a challenges so far. Recently, this party has gone to a piratey island known as Fettercall. On this island, they dealt with some kobolds, met a nilbog, and I've now ventured onto the other side of the island in search of a map, or at least the other half of a map, and are dealing with some lovely, lovely kobolds. They've made their way into a massive tree. We dealt with a little bit of backstory for Jean Lafayette, and then ventured on in and had a small encounter with some kobolds. There, our party has found a book with some strange information, some parchments with some more strange information, and a new kobold that is now in debted service, servitude to Lucas's character forever, possibly. They um, read some notes, found out some strange things in regards to the old servant of the large dragon who was a human, who apparently began to graft some of the dragon parts onto his body. Though we have not seen said person yet, so perhaps his journal just means he's crazy. Doubtful. It's never that easy. The party has now began to make their way into the deep, dark tunnel. As you guys travel down, you are of course led by the light of both Jean's sword and the captain's sword. The captain is in the back, he's walking with crew, and he kind of turns and says, Hey, um, so, how you liking being on the fates? It, interesting. Definitely a change of pace. Good. Like, a good change of pace? Like, what, what were you doing before? I was, um, let's just say I was a Robin Hood. Oh, you were a large red bird with a hood on? Exactly. Uh. Okay. This is my new form. I see, I see. How many transformations have you gone through? Uh. I've lost count, actually. Oh. 
What's causing these transformations? You know, I'm not sure. I see, I see. That's something to do with your strange patron that visited the other day. Uh, you saw that? <laughs> I know everything that happens on my boat. It's a ship. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> everything that happens on my ship. Keep your eyes on traps, John. It, uh... It could be. I don't... I don't really remember a whole lot from before I met him. But a lot has... A lot has changed in my life since then. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, here. Your magic is very similar to... Someone I knew, and... I think this will be very helpful to you. Take good care of it for me, I'll... I imagine if she discovered that I stole it from her, she would not be very happy with me. Who is this she? I had a brief stint where I was on the Feywilds, and, um... <laughs> you find a wizard's tower, and, um... You find some fun things inside. I'm assuming she was the wizard. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't catch her name, and I don't remember much of her name, but, uh... If you're there in the Feywild, I would probably hide this pretty close to your person. What out of sight. What is it? Crew's gonna stick out his hand. He pulls that cauldron, the small cauldron he's kinda carries on his hip out and he hands it to you. It's imbued with a lot of magic power. You can feel a heavy weight coming from it. That is the cauldron of rebirth. What exactly does it do? I've been able to get one greater healing potion out of it every day, but I've had a warlock compatriot at one point that that mentioned uh, there was so much more that he could potentially do with it. Perhaps with your patron, you might be able to find better use for it than I have. I will definitely talk to Gran and see what we can accomplish. Don't waste this gift. And DM, you've already used it today, correct? No. You have not? Okay. I have not. I've not used it yet today. Okay. So you can at least still get the greater healing potion out of it. Okay, perfect. Um, and then I'm going to send you a, a note about more information for it. Okay. You guys continue on down. Right about the time that the captain hands off this cauldron to crew, you watch as the kobold that you've been following for Dreken puts his hand out and stops. Wait, you smell that? He quickly kind of leans his back against the wall and acts like he's hiding. John follows suit. Captain does as well. Bowl will follow as well. Can I see what's happening? Yeah, the, so there's light coming from both the swords that are behind you in front of you. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. And so everybody's kind of backing up against the wall, and as as, as the captain does, he's going to put his out and lean against the wall. Yeah. Sean is um, furiously tapping and saying off, out, uh, all sorts of things, <laughs> hoping that it will work. Okay, um, roll me... <laughs> Oh my goodness. Romy went on car Arcana check. Oh, baby. Uh, let's see. That's an 18. Let's see how bad it's going to be, though. Okay, 17. Okay, yes, you do manage to tap it just right and it goes out. It smells a little smoky like a torch, but it does go out. Let's make a group stealth check. Yes, I am super stealthy. Anything special y'all want to do before we make this check? I would like to turn invisible. You have that? Oh. Uh, nope. Just want to see if you'll let me. <laughs> nope. 
I will put a hand on my chest and guide myself. Okay. Right. Jean, what'd you get? 14. 14. Awesome. Lucas? 21. 21. Okay. All right. And Dolan? 19. Okay. Way to carry me, guys. Somebody has to. <laughs> Captain got an 18. And the kobold got a 4. Which puts you guys on an average of 15. For your stealth check. If I need to, I will push him out in the open. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good enough stealth roll, though. You, you begin to kind of smell that caustic air again a little bit. And what passes by you in the hallway, I'm um, not like you're kind of at a T section here. So you stop at this T section. You guys go against the wall, and going in the other crossway of the T is a purplish, ghastly-looking figure, kind of humanoid-looking, but it is definitely not a humanoid. It's like a purplish, ghastly, almost like a gas, really. If you were to stare at it long enough, it would look like a poison breath coming out of a dragonborn, perhaps. But this breath-like gas figure is large enough to be as tall as Jean. It wanders in the hall, stops at that T cross-section, kind of looks left and right, and then it floats on by. You wait a few minutes, and it passes. It doesn't return, doesn't come back. The kobold looks up at Jean and says... It's the master's breath. Is that thing alive? I've never seen it eat. It's rage. Took out a whole troop. I'm very sorry. Let's not get in its way. Okay. Yes, good. Clendever brought him here. I, I am not sure why. Endeavor sounds very crazy, so... Yes. <laughs> Very crazy. Maybe Kendever okay. is trying to somehow join with this breath as well. Maybe. I, I, I've heard of experiments. Uh, perhaps he he tried to get in close and merge with it, but nothing happened. Have you seen Kendever recently? Do we know he's still alive, or is it just this breath wandering? Yes, that was perhaps a year ago. You haven't seen him for a year? No, uh, he, the, he, him trying to connect with... Ah, uh, I see. ...with the Master's breath. But you've seen, you seen Kendeva since then? Oh, yes, about two weeks ago. I just returned back to the tree today. Why don't you slowly show us to Kendeva's room? He looks to Lucas. Show us... Okay. And he takes a right, the T-section. Travel on down for a while, and it's quiet. You're walking on softer earth now, though these tunnels you're traveling in are massive. Do any of you guys know anything about dragons? Rue doesn't know anything. Nah. Just walking down these halls, you imagine that that large skeleton that you saw outside could definitely easily fit through these hallways. 
but you can see now you're you're traveling and you're starting to see some of the tree roots from the large trees are are coming down through into this tunnel and they're secreting a little bit of that same poison that you saw that kind of made a moat around the large tree outside you kind of notice Frederican is kind of avoiding where the drips are at um, they're making small little like puddles around but it's not large enough for you to touch or you have to have to have to get near to it's interesting because you would imagine that these trees would have died to the poison that they're secreting um, but it's almost like they're absorbing it from actually someone roll me an intelligence all of y'all just roll me intelligence checks 10 nat 1 Shayla's upset about that nat 1 I am too you would imagine nothing <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately y'all aren't sciencey enough to uh, make a guess on why it might be dripping this poison anything you guys want to do while traveling in these hallways it's, it's a bit of a walk uh, I'm gonna pull out my rapier and let the poison kind of drip on it as we're walking. Okay. Yeah, no problem. You're, you're able to do that. Captain kind of looks at what, what What are you doing? I'm poisoning my weapon. I see. Is there a problem? Oh, I just, um, I had never considered doing that. Okay. Well, you want to get in on this? Does his rapier look like it's like sizzling or anything or is it just rolling off um it looks like it's coating it it's it's in a liquid format so you know it looks like again it looks like it's coating it but it doesn't look like it's it's damaging the blade necessarily i'm just impressed i've i've never considered something like that he looks at his big old great sword i i don't think he would appreciate it too much if i did it to him uh okay uh you've never considered poisoning a weapon is that what you said? Yeah, I, I have not okay. considered oh, this, right. no. It's a good thing you're the captain. We need a steady mind like yours. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that compliment, John. <laughs> That's mighty nice of you. You're, you're, you're quite welcome. He, he walks forward with a smile on his face, very proud that he got a compliment from his crewmates. <laughs> That's that uh, seven wisdom there. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you guys would like to do while walking down this hallway? Rue is just going to keep his eyes peeled behind to make sure he doesn't see that breath beast thing wander up behind him. Uh, make a perception check. Dirty 20. Yeah. You don't see a thing. I mean, you, you obviously you see every genocide, but it doesn't look like it's following you. Nothing is like anything's following you. Okay. Cool. You, you pass a couple of entryways, just a couple of different smaller rooms, and eventually you make your way into one last turn, and it kind of turns to your left, and when you get there, Rodrigan kind of puts his finger to his mouth, his muzzle, and walks to the edge of that hallway and peers in quietly. Turns back and looks at you guys and kind of motions, motions to come on. Follow him behind him. Like, like we're sneaking past that room? Like you're going into the room. Into the room, okay. Yeah. Yep. As you walk on in, it is very different from the rest of the rooms you looked at. Everything else seems small. If as you were passing by the other rooms, there was like some tarnished beds, maybe a small eating area. This room is definitely large enough for a dragon to live comfortably in. 
there's a large bed in the far right corner where it looks like a large mattress could have been is now but it's kind of old and tattered and torn up there are some smaller hay stacks around the room it almost appears like something might sleep on those as well a couple of pillars kind of holding up the the roof but it looks like they're kind of made out of that same mud and or clay that is underneath the ground here and there's another doorway behind that one as well on the other side of the room this is this is his room he stays in the old bastard's room we i'm assuming don't see anybody else in there not at this point in time no sean's gonna immediately just turn to the others and say all right let's spread out and see what we can find and he's just gonna start diving into whatever is in this room the like desks and drawers and all that kind of stuff just kind of start tossing it there's there's some older pieces of furniture around here there's one desk there's like a dresser drawer and it looks like you know there's some human clothes in those things there is, you know, like parchment and an ink and a feather. And there is one parchment that you do find that has something written on it. But no, you know, it doesn't look like a map. It doesn't look like a any gold or anything like that. But it is definitely in the room. Okay, John will hand the parchment with writing on it to Bull. Okay. Bull, you know, have this parchment with writing on it. John, why do you keep handing me all these pieces of paper? Well, I figure I'm the quartermaster, and Lucas here is is the cook, and it seems like maybe the the scribe or bookkeeper should be your job. I'm the lookout. We've been over this. Uh, A lookout is kind of uh, half of a job. As half of a job as a quartermaster is. Uh, Yes, which is why I'm also navigator. And captain from time to time when the captain is asleep. There's uh, I wear many hats. I've only seen you wear one hat. I take inventory from time to time. Remember that one time I, I took inventory, Lucas? Yeah, I remember that one time. See? <laughs> <laughs> I just figure all of the important papers should stay in one spot, and I'd like you to be that spot. It's a it's a trusted position, Bull. You should be honored. But Lucas has half the papers, too. Well, that's... I mean, I can't... I hand my stack of papers to <laughs> Paul. I can't help what he does with his papers. I'm just saying my my <laughs> share of the papers are going to go to you. I like the idea of bookkeeper. That's a good fit for a turtle. I don't have any pouches to carry this stuff. I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> By God, you are naked, man. <laughs> Where are your clothes? You're just now noticing this? I seem to be a respectful person. I keep my eyes at eye level. I figured you had trousers. Tell me, what tailor makes them this size? I figured you had special turtle trousers. The uh, the captain opens up one of the drawers and he finds a relatively large pair of pants and then brings them over to <laughs> to bowl. Uh, why don't you um put these on? They've got pockets. They're scratchy. All clothes are scratchy. You get used to them after a while. I like the breeze. It feels good. Nope. Nope. <laughs> You're a part of the fates now. You will put pants on. He starts kind of handing them to you, shoving them at you. I'm no longer having fun. 
Jean turns turns around, <laughs> so he's got his back to Bull. We'll give you your privacy. <laughs> the captain will just take one of the papers that have fallen on the ground at this point and kind of just start shoving it on the side of your shell to kind of get it between you, like your arm and the shell there. Yeah, it's because that's a good pocket. <laughs> it, it's working. Freddy. Hey, Freddy, come here. And I'm going to hand all the paper to him. Hold these for a little bit. Okay. Um, did you? Did anybody want to read what was on that paper? <laughs> so we're going to argue about a naked turtle in the middle. <laughs> I'll take the page and read it. He he goes, oh, yes, I, I can't read. Can you teach me? Not, not right now, but maybe later. Oh, okay. What's it say? What's it say? Frederick is, like, pulling on your shirt now. I, I glance over the page. Can I get a sense of, like, how old this page is? It's a great question. Making nature check? Eleven. Looks, looks like it's been written. It's been a little while since it's been written, but it doesn't look like, looks like it's at least been a year, at least a year that this is, was written. Alright, I, I kind of hold the page up and try to see, like, through the faint light and then nibble a little piece of the paper on the edge. Uh, this seems like it's about a year old, so I don't know how relevant this information is now, but it seems like some kind of transformation has been done or complete, and he's been trying to join with the Master's Breath, but it doesn't seem to want to join with him. just seems to take instruction and that's it and he's protecting some kind of treasure which i think is behind that door oh oh you want to see the treasure well if i read this correctly endeavor might be in there oh. and i don't think we're ready for that right now sean oh are we sure we searched everywhere in here i mean i would think this is where that half of the map would be i would assume so as well uh, I'm. Did you check your pockets? It's not in my pockets. Oh, I, I, I was sorry. Uh, Bold, did you did you check your new pockets? Uh, Bold will reach into his pockets. Oh, that's empty. And he will, he will turn them inside out as he's pulling them out. Not in those pockets. Hmm. Perhaps in the treasure room. Yes, I would assume the the dragon before would have kept it in in the treasure room. Should we send? Freddy first. Should we give him something to say if he encounters? He could say there's something going on roofside and we could hide. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. That's a phenomenal idea. So Crew is going to go into his... Or he's gonna, now this is going to be weird. I'm going to disappear for a little bit. But when y'all hide this ring, he's going to hand it to Lucas. And then he's going to go inside the ring. <laughs> Son of a gun. What? The... the captain's gonna poke at the ring. That was what the heck? Where did he go? What? Ah! Shh, shh, shh. Uh, ah. Frederick and sh- uh, calm, calm down. Did did everyone just see what I just saw? Yes, a giant turtle just freaking disappeared. That's all it took. <laughs> <laughs> Our mission is complete. <laughs> that might explain why we couldn't find him the first couple of days on our boat. Astute. Did his body, like, get pulled into the ring, or did he just disappear? So, 
almost looks like a stream of him being pulled into the into the ring. Like Jumanji? Yeah, like Jumanji. Yeah. Without the swirling, he just kind of goes straight into it. Frederican's got a little urine underneath him. Ten. I, I hold the earring to my ear. Uh, Ball, can you hear me? I don't think I can actually talk. Out. I can hear y'all, but I don't think I can say anything. In in there, you can't necessarily respond, but you know everything that's going on around your ring. Yeah, I, I hear and understand what's going on, but I can't respond to anybody. I would not put that ring on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I agree. Yes. Should we put it in this bag of holding for safekeeping? I guess. If he comes out... I've heard that's bad. Will he be in the bag of holding? Is that how that works? I don't know. I've never had a giant turtle man jump into a ring and then end up in my bag of holding to come back out of the ring. Let's let's not accidentally lose him in a void. I'll, I'll just put it in my pocket. Okay. What's What else is the plan? Uh, we're sending Frederican in to tell tell Kandever that there is something going on elsewhere. Oh. Okay. So we're just gonna stand here until he does that? Well, we also have to hide. I feel like you were here when we were having this conversation. I was, but, you know, sometimes you guys have little huddles without me, and I've been meaning to talk to you about this because it's really offensive that you don't include your captain in your mini huddles. Well, it's just that you have such a, a steady mind, and sometimes, uh, you know, Bull has creative ideas, and we don't want to interfere with uh, the great workings going on uh, upstairs. I see, I see. It's a good point, good yes. point. You you have to keep us on course, Captain, uh, and it's it's up to us to ensure that all the other small things get taken care of. So we just don't want to uh, interrupt you and uh, the mighty things that you are doing. I see, I see. Okay, so we, we are... Um... We are hiding, then? Yes, hiding. Good. Hello, I'm Lazy Man Gamer, also known as Jean Lafayette. I hope you're enjoying this episode of The Fates. Some other person, not me, worked really hard to make sure this episode made its way to your earhole. How about you be a pal and leave them a like? We also like to take community questions from time to time and answer them on social media or in special episodes. So if there's anything you'd like to know about this episode or the fates in general, why don't you leave a comment? And lastly, the more reviews we get, the more people you share our podcast with, the more we can grow and the more we can put out even better content. So if you like what you're hearing and want to hear more of it, and maybe even more often, consider asking your buddy to give us a listen. Jason Sketch, the DM, has put a lot of his time and money into making this what it is. If you'd like to support him directly, you can go to twitch.tv forward slash Jason Sketch and catch him streaming. I know this hasn't been particularly funny or an overly entertaining middle bit, but sometimes a sausage just has to get made. We really enjoy making this show for you, and for my part, I don't want to keep you in this middle bit any longer. So why don't you skedaddle back to the show and figure out how Crew is going to get himself out of that jail cell. Or, wait, which episode is this?
I will kneel down uh, in front of Fredrickin and say, Fredrickin, I want you to go into the room and if Kendever is in there, I want you to act extremely nervous and say that Master's breath is performing some kind of ritual on your master's bones on the surface and you think that he's trying to f combine with the dragon bones. Can you do that? Yes, uh, I, I am. I think, yes, I can do that. I can say that, yes. All right. Don't tell him that we're here. Okay. And if he's not in there, you come out and tell us. He starts running towards the door. And you said around the room there was a stacks. Yeah, there's like haystacks that are, yes, if you get close enough to the haystacks, like I said, it looks like there's kind of like a body shape. You know, you can nestle in it, kind of like a nest a little bit. Can I jump into the haystack and just bury myself in it? Yeah, yeah, you absolutely can do that. Are you trying to use that to, to hide? Yes. Okay. Yes, you can do that. And you have heavy armor, right? Chain shirt. I think it's medium. Medium. Okay, so it doesn't give you disadvantage on stealth checks, no, correct? No. Okay, very cool. All right, yeah, go ahead and you can do that and add plus two to your roll. 21. John, you are baffled that your cook just <laughs> magically disappears in a bale of hay. You blink and, and you realize it's kind of like that cup game where the ball moves. You don't know which stack of hay Lucas jumped into. Okay. So John's going to just get behind a stack of hay, not necessarily jump into it. Okay. And crouch down behind it. Make sure he's hidden. Roll a stealth check for me as well. 14. 14. Awesome. My gosh. The captain um, rolled a natural 20 on his stealth check. Nice. So he's hiding behind the massively large bed. Uh, he's actually found a way to get underneath the large mattress and just kind of cover himself up with it without it looking anything suspicious or strange. So, Frederican runs down. He knocks on the door. You kind of hear a, a kind of soft growl behind it. Can't quite make out what it's saying, but he opens the door and he says, oh, "Master, master, the the breath—it's—it's it's leaving. It, it looks like it's—it's—it's it's, it's trying to converge with the with the bones outside." Oh, it's my smudge with me. I am its master. Come, my children, let us. Return the beast. You see this huge creature come out. It's green in color, long tail behind it, massive scaly hands that look more humanoid than dragon, but they do have long black claws. Its arms very much like a human, still green and scaly in color. Its hind legs. It's walking on them still. Again, the feet look like large human feet with large dragon claws at the end. Massive stitched wings on its back. Strange because every inch of this creature looks like it has stitches all over its body. The horns are st stitched to the head as well, but they're twisted in two separate directions not even facing the same kind of way. Hair, strangely on this dragon-looking creature, still comes off of its head and on different parts of its body. Gross and disgusting. There's there's holes in the wings where you can tell it's almost been restitched a couple of times, but they still look as strong as ever. 
eyes are a sickly yellow. If you looked close enough, you could still see a human pupil behind it. A strange meld of a human face with a with its gray beard mixed in with green scales and dragon teeth coming in its mouth. It almost appears as if the teeth for this dragon-like creature are too large for this abomination. Without even a glance in your direction, you see this creature storm on out. Behind it are three smaller dragon-like creatures as well. They first, if you were just looking with your peripheral vision, you might assume as a half-dragon or a dragonborn, but you're not looking with your peripheral vision. You're looking straight ahead. And these creatures are also deformed and strange-looking. They're medium-sized, not huge like this other creature, but they follow behind this large gargantuan creature, not even paying any mind for you either. Their attention is on making their way out and going to stop the breath from reuniting with the bones. You knew it took you about an hour to get here. With the size of this creature, you imagine you have probably about 30 minutes before it leaves and probably another 30 before it returns. At the very least. What do you guys do? Lift the room. Yeah, they're gone. They have they've gone out. And you know that it took you an hour to get here. Right. And it'll probably take them with his size, he's as a huge monstrosity. Probably about half that time to get out. Yeah, as as soon as he seems to be out of sight and out of earshot, John's gonna pop out from his little hidey hole. And move in towards the treasure room. Okay. Start moving in the treasure room. The captain's going to follow quietly behind you. I'm going to peel back the door just enough to peek inside, make sure there's no one around, and uh, before I actually go in. Okay, yeah, make a perception check. 17. You take a good look around that room. There's no other creatures except for Red Dreken, who's, hurry, hurry. I don't imagine we have much time. What are we looking for? You look in the room. There are mounds and mounds of gold in here. There's a couple of chests. And as you're looking, you realize the chests are, are relatively empty. Almost like whoever's been in here has just dumped the gold out. There are a couple of magic items kind of strung about. And then there's, of course, parchments all over the place in here. There's a large throne that it would appear that this large, massive dragon creature was sitting and resting in at the time. It's kind of, imagine a love sack, but 40,000 times its size. Mm. Guess we better start searching quickly. Do you know where Lucas is at? When John got to the door, I would have came out and quickly moved over to the door and come in with him. We need to focus on finding the map and we need to find it now. Right, agreed. But the gold. You can... Pick up gold while you search. I agree. There's the, we don't have much time. Uh, might be best if we grab and go. Fine. Give me give me the bag of holding. Okay. He hands it to you. I've got some stuff in there I don't want to lose. That's fine. I'm not taking anything out. Okay. And as John is walking along, he's just stuffing the bag full of gold and whatever item-sized things will fit in there. Okay. I'm going to forego picking up any gold or items or anything, and I'm just going to solely look for the map. All right, make me an investigation check. Nine. You're, you're struggling to find this this map. It's, it's, not, it's not appearing as fast as you'd like it to. 
you unfortunately you find other pieces of paper, but nothing arcane on them, nothing to do with a map with your your roll of nine. I'm gonna put my hand on John and cast guidance. What does that do for me? Roll the d4 and add it to whatever check you want. Oh, okay. Nice. John's going to... When he feels Lucas put his hand on him, John's going to look around and see that Bull is still nowhere to be found. And just look at Lucas and say, where's, where's Bull? I guess he's still on the ring. I have no idea. How do we get him out? He, he didn't tell us anything. <laughs> So, John's going to give a look around the room and, in a hushed but loud tone, say, Bull, you can come out now, and then start stuffing his bag full of gold while looking for a map. As soon as I hear John tell me to come out, I'll come out of my vessel. Come. Which I'm assuming then would basically break Lucas's pocket that he put me in. Yes. Um, well, no, because it's just like Jumanji, you just kind of come out of his pocket. I, I come out of the ring that's in his pocket. Yes, and so you wouldn't bust his pocket out. It would it would still kind of leave you in that that um, Jumanji-type form. Okay. But it wouldn't mess up his pocket. Okay. Necessarily. Okay. Jean, uh, you do find... Are you grabbing weapons as well and trying to shove them in this bag of holding? Nothing large. Like, if I come across a, a dagger or... Like, something small, sure, but I'm not going to pick up, like, an axe or a pike or, you know, a great sword or anything like that and throw it in here. Okay, I was about to say, like, that there are, there's, like, a pike you see, there's a spear, there's a crazy-looking longsword, and a club that you notice while you're going around. Other than that, there's not any other... Uh, I might pick up the club, because they're typically a little shorter and smaller, but the rest of that is too big. I'm trying... I am trying to pick up as much as I can, but also trying to be quick and efficient. So I'm not going to stop to like pick up a full set of armor or anything like that. Okay. So yeah, you grab that club. Everything else is kind of just, you're grabbing some coins. I'm going to say, how much time do you spend grabbing coins? The entire time we are in here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I am not going to stop um, until so you we were... are ready to leave, until someone has that map or someone something starts attacking me. Okay. So we have Bowl out now. You have been guidanced. Are you searching? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Make a investigation check for that map. Uh, no. It's a three. And my investigation, I think, is negative. So two. <laughs> Wait, even with guidance? Well, I didn't use it yet. Do I have to use it on my next one, or can I save it? It's like a minute long, and you can use it on whatever, right? Uh, for a minute, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep... I'll, I'll wait then. This does not seem as important to John. There, there's like four other people searching. <laughs> yeah, crew, crew's gonna search as well. I make an investigation check for me. Fourteen. You, you do a little digging. You pass this crazy-looking longsword, and it looks. You kind of go over a mound of gold, and you roll down to the back on the back side of that gold, and there it is. Is kind of a compass made out of a rose gold crystal. And it, it kind of just flashes on and off. And then there's also the other half of that torn map. I got it. Oh, where? Back here. The captain pokes his... Oh, okay. He, he he was over trying to lift the, the giant love sack to try to look underneath it. So he, he drops that and runs over. Oh, oh, crew, good job. Yes, very good. Well done. This is it. Hurry. Uh, uh, what's what's the plan now, boys? Are we getting out? Are we, are we staying here? No, we, we need to make a run for it. 
I wouldn't stay here. I wouldn't stay here. Frederican is frozen in the middle of the room. Is there any other doorways, exits, or anything in this room? Or is it just the one that we came in on? Roll me an investigation check. Drew is also going to take the cauldron that he got from the captain and try and fill it up with coin. Okay. Good to know. All right. Hearing that we have the map, John's going to do like one quick look around the room, see if there's anything that like stands out that's like on a special pedestal or like, I think you said there was a like a chair or like a throne or something. Something that might be... The, <laughs> the throne is, it's kind of on the ground, but again, the throne is large enough for that dragon creature to sit in. Like there's no way it's fitting in the bag of holding. No, 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 no. So I'm saying like something near the throne that might like be of special importance or something like that. I'm just looking for like one last thing to to grab and get out. There's this crazy looking longsword close by to it that crew rolled past to find this map. There's a pike in the room and a spear. You've already grabbed the club. Okay, we're going to go for the sword by the throne. Okay, you grab the crazy-looking longsword? Yeah, and throw it in the awesome bag of holding. Okay, I, sweet. I rolled a 15 to see if there's other exits. Yes, to your surprise, you find what looks like a servant's exit. The door looks like it has been used in a long time, but it is in the far left corner of the room. It is more humanoid-sized. All right. We need to make it... I, I say we go through this door, and I start pointing towards it. Instead of meeting whatever the hell that was halfway out. Sounds like a plan to me. Freddy, do you know what that door leads to? Uh-uh. I've, I've, I've never been allowed in this room. Hell... Frederick, yes, 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 come on, calm yes. down, calm down. Okay, okay, okay. You you need to be strong for master. Okay, strong, yes, strong for master, strong, strong for master. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> the captain's already making his way towards the door. He's he's taking Lucy's vice. He's going over there. He's opened that, swung that door wide open. I don't see anything. Crew's gonna run with the captain. Okay. How long have we been in the room for? You've been there for probably about 10 minutes. We estimated that it'd be about an hour before he got back. So round trip. I run up to Jean and start shoveling gold into the bag of holding. Yes, Jean definitely went back for one last handful of gold. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go now! Now's the time! Come on, we don't have time! <laughs> Just one more! <laughs> That that you're feeling like that bag of holdings pretty full at this point. You're not you're you're putting stuff on the top of it and it's not even going in the bag anymore. Alright, fine. Let let's go. And and John opens his backpack, throws the back of bag of holding in there, zips it up and charges off for the door. Okay. The crew will shove his new pockets full of gold as well. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You find yourself in a, a strange mine like structure. Almost like, you know how the rest of this was kind of carved out large enough for this massive ancient dragon to have been able to crawl through. You are now in the midst of what looks like servant hallways, but there are cobwebs everywhere. And maybe a couple of centipedes on the ground. It's it's as if no one has used these tunnels in a long, long time. I'm assuming it's dark in there. It is very dark, yes. The captain does light up his sword. Well, we have a few moments here. It looks like it hasn't been used in a while. 
I can light the way if someone will cut the uh, the cobwebs out in front of us. Crew will use gust to try and blow the cobwebs away. So what does that look like? Tell me how 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 does the gust blow the cobwebs away? Describe it to me for my mind's eye to see. So crew is going to reach up above his head and kind of start swirling his hand around and then point it straight forward ahead of him and a big gust of wind almost looking like a sideways tornado just shoots out and can blow the cobwebs away awesome yeah yeah there's a massive cobweb tornado just goes out out in front of you well done crew i'm i'm proud of you that was clever see i got skills might be helpful after all bookkeeper pats you on the back and ventures forward speaking of where are those papers don't don't you have oh yes i got them to freddy Frederick has still got him in his hands, like he, he's got him kind of clenched at this point, and they're they're crushed underneath his his pants, kind of like like tissues almost at this point. Jean, do you have room for those papers in that bag of holding? I really don't, and I don't think that now is the time. Just just give them to me. <laughs> he starts stuffing them in his pockets. <laughs> All right. Make me a intelligence check as you're traveling through this kind of like minecart. When I say minecart, you have a an eight by eight piece of wood that's on the floor that you're walking on, and then you occasionally have a, a couple of four by fours that are kind of making a V shape against the wall, the two sides of the wall, and then above it there's a couple more pieces of wood that are holding up the dirt, kind of keeping it up in place. So not necessarily mine tracks, but it's more like this strange V shaped wood structure is is holding up the tunnel as you're going along. You're walking on wood at this point, though you're not walking on, or you're walking on very old wood at this point and not walking on that soft dirt anymore. So it's kind of like a maze. You guys are making your way around. Go ahead and let's make a group intelligence check to see if we can find our way out. As we're going along like every 10 feet or so, John's just going to dig his uh, sword into the wood, make a little mark so that, if we get turned around or make a loop or something like that, we'll know we've already been down a certain path. Okay. I rolled a three. I got a zero. I got a four. <laughs> the captain rolled 22. Show off. Kobold rolled an eight. Hey, <laughs> one <laughs> of us. One of us. One of us. <laughs> one of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 22 plus eight plus, what was yours, Chris? Four. Lucas? Three. Three, John zero. Okay, that's an average of seven point four. That's why I'm making the marks. Um, <laughs> so you're making the yep. marks. You said everybody can make theirs with advantage. Y'all can make yours with advantage now because you're going back and you're checking the marks here. Four, twelve, eighteen. Okay, all right. That's going to put you guys an average of thirteen. It takes about an hour and a half. But you do begin to realize where the weave is going. And you start making your way out. And again, you start seeing some of those roots slowly poking in. Some of the drips starting to happen. Realizing you're getting closer and closer to the surface at this point. And as you do, there's kind of a tuft of earth that you push up. And you can push that tuft of earth up. Anybody can pop their head out? Frederickson? Yes! Let's see what's outside. Okay. He pops that tuft of earth up. Looks around. You guys are at the bottom of that last hole that Jean fell into 
on the path. I'm a, do we recognize the hole? I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, I think so. There's there's definitely still a. Is there a rabbit print? <laughs> yeah, rob rabbit body print on the bottom of this hole. Hey, Jean, that looks like you. Uh, it could be another Haragon. Uh, that's true. There are a lot of y'all. Yes, I think many have come through these ways. Okay, you hear some loud commotion coming from the tree, but it doesn't look like it's coming your direction at this point, Captain. Goes well. We, we've <laughs> we've made it out. I think we need to get back to our ship as quickly as possible. Turns and looks at crew. Do you trust me? Uh, <laughs> yes. He's gonna use that same telekinesis movement, and he's gonna pick you up, and he's gonna yeet you out of the. Or he's gonna slowly move you out of the hole up on top. I was totally waiting for a yeet because crew is gonna scream really, really loud. <laughs> it's more of a slow slow movement and get him up there alright use your survival skills tie that rope again and, and toss it on down how high is the uh, the wall um, remember it's about 20 feet high okay and so the captain was able to lean down put his hand down for Jean to jump up and grab it last time you were here so you said survival yeah 19 that's the best knot you've ever tied you got it tied to that tree and it's and there's a rope coming on down into that hole. Everybody start climbing on out. And crew's going to help by pulling the rope as well as they're climbing. Okay. Perfect. That With that help, there's there's no issue. You don't need to roll. Y'all will make it out of that hole, no problem. Y'all make it back to your ship that evening without much issue. But what? Did he? Oh, oh. I've never been on a boat. Well, do, do I? What? Oh. Well, I hope you don't get seasick. Oh, ah. Uh, He's kind of standing on the on the shore there, not sure what to do. Are you, are you saying to get on? John picks him up and walks aboard. We, we don't have time for this. We need to get as far away from this island as we can. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Let's go. Lower, lower the sails. Raise the anchor. Crew is going to climb into the crow's nest, which, since I have bad dexterity, I'm actually going to roll to see if I make it up there fast. Okay. Uh, a nine. All right. It takes you a little bit, but you get up there. <laughs> These dang pants. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Once he gets up there, he's going to use Gus to try and help fill the sails. Perfect. John's going to uh, jump up to the helm and uh, start steering and, and giving orders and puts Frederick in down, tells him to go let loose some of the, the, the ropes and stuff to let the sails down and all that kind of stuff and starts giving orders to the captain too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the captain... <laughs> the captain just falls in line, just starts going and, and, and helping to get things moving. He knows that you have the skills to manage that. He's going to make sure that the rest of the crew is doing what they need to do to get things moving and going. As you start to steer the, the helm... You feel a a scaly creature rubbing its face against your ankle. I whip out my flintlock, expecting to see the massive beast uh, curled up behind me. I'm assuming that's not what I see. Hopefully, <laughs> no. <laughs> There's all you see. You see nameless. And on the top deck up there is Nameless. There is a, a bird cage that is empty next to him. And he's rubbing his face against your ankle. Ugh, you scared the fire out of me. 
I'm sorry, Father. Does Crew see the empty birdcage? You're climbing a crow's nest. So, man. yeah, no, okay. It's it's fine. Uh, we've got to get out of here as quickly as possible. And uh, Jean turns back to the helm and begins navigating out of the waterway. Perfect. When you get to the top of the crow's nest there, make me a, a perception check. Dirty 20. Dirty 20, okay. You jump into the crow's nest. You, you, you're about to swing your body to kind of jump over, you know, like you do, like you're jumping over a fence or whatever. You kind of swing your body into the crow's nest. And you get one foot in, you step on something that's a little strange. It makes a squealing noise. When you lift your foot up, Fang has made a small nest up there. Fang is some for some reason in the crow's nest. Fang, what are you doing up here? How did you get out of your cage? And it kind of goes to the, the far side of the crow's nest, crumbs atop the wall, and kind of, you know, hisses a little bit. It, it's me. It's me. It's me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean down and try and, like, calm him. You can roll an animal handling if you want to, or I can just give it to you, whichever you prefer. I like to roll. I live dangerously. All right. The nine. <laughs> it it's, it's a bit of a struggle, and the reason it's a bit of a struggle is because your focus is more on that massive tree on the island as you guys are starting to, to slowly turn to leave. Um, you watch as one of the massive branches on it just cracks and starts falling towards the ground. You're a big <clears throat> and a large dust cloud comes from that side of the the island. Did y'all see that? No, what happened? There was a loud crash and now there's dust all over that island we just left. I think we made it out just in time. Right when Crew says that, a loud roar is heard from the island. Move. Let's move. Do, do the gust thing. Gust. Do the double gust time, thing. Double time. Double time. And Crew is going to like <laughs> use both hands to gust. <laughs> Lucas, what are you doing for this entire event? I am just following John's orders and trying to help the boat go as fast as possible. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> let's have a little fun. Everybody take your d20, and let's make a survival check to see if we make it out alive. John, what'd you get? 19. 19, okay. Lucas? 5. Okay. Crew? 10. Captain also got a 19. And Frederican also got a 19. Y'all are barely able to get out of there with the skin of your teeth. <laughs> but you make it out alive. You sail through the night. The captain doesn't let any of y'all go to bed until you are for sure unable to see the island behind you. Yeah, with the amount of adrenaline going through Crew's body, I don't know if he'd been able to sleep anyways. That's fair. Everyone take a point of exhaustion, and as y'all see the twilight dawn, let's see the dawn rising the next morning, you guys begin to weigh anchor and kind of settle into rest. That's... Could I just ask that we check how much gold is in the bag of holding? 10,000 gold pieces. Hey oh, yeah. You also have the longsword sword of vengeance that you grabbed as well, and then a plus two club. Those are there as well. 
Y'all did not grab the pike or the spear, correct? We did not, no. no. Anything you guys want to tell the listeners before we head on out? My hands are shaking. Yeah, that was that was intense. And I can't wait till the next episode. Yep. Thank you all for listening. And we can't wait to hear from you guys next time. Peace. Mm-hmm.